I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. Hello, it's Julie here, your host, and I'm coming at you with another solo episode. And I can't remember if I told you or not, I don't think I have, but I have written a book and I'm so excited at the moment because it's going through the editing process and, you know, we're, we're finalizing everything. So it's going to be released in December, but I'll probably launch it in 2024 because December is not a great time to be releasing a book, but that's when it's going to be ready. So I'll share some more information with you about that. But it was interesting because when I tell people what the book's about, there's one thing that they really pick up on. So the title of the book is called You Always Have a Choice and it's about adapting to change, building unwavering resilience and living a life you love. You might think people pick up on the living the life you love bit, which of course I think that's something that we all want to do. But um, what people have really picked up on is the resilience bit. And so many people have said to me, especially business leaders, that, oh, yes, we need much more of that in the workplace or it's so incredibly important to build resilience. And I thought it might be worth doing a potty episode on. So resilience from what I'm seeing and hearing in the workplace is something that is missing with some of our generations. Now, I don't think it's generation specific, but there's certainly a lot of feedback coming through that as our younger generation are coming through, they're lacking resilience. And that's a very general comment because In my consulting roles, I also work with a lot of our younger generation and I find them to be incredibly inspiring and I love how they think, I love their courage and I love how they can take some really bold moves. But I have noticed that there is a distinct difference in how people behave between generations too. Again, a general comment. Now, the definition of resilience is to withstand or to come through a a challenging situation. And of course, we all face into challenging situations. And it's not about the challenge itself that defines who you are. It's about how you respond to the challenge. And that's the very definition of 
building resilience. It's how you respond, which very much comes back to your mindset. Now, I've seen people when they're facing challenge and let's, you know, focus on the workplace. If they face into challenges, they throw their hands up in the air, they look to blame, they look to justify. Uh, It's never the person's fault who's going through the challenge. And they look for the easy way out. And on the flip side, I've seen people who respond to challenge with a lot of of courage and a lot of conviction, who really take responsibility for what's going on. And they often reframe the situation to be able to see the silver lining or to see the opportunity in the challenge. Now, we have all universally faced a huge challenge, and I hate mentioning the C word in terms of COVID, but that is one of the biggest challenges that we all face because it turned our life upside down. It changed the way we worked. It changed the way we lived for a period of time, and things really haven't gone back to normal. So that's something where people really built a lot of resilience. And it was really fascinating how people responded to that enormous change. And the thing is that we face into change so often now. There's so much disruption. There's so much change within workplace that we really have to confront it with a really open mind whether it's a change in job role, whether it's an organisation restructure, a redundancy, looking for a new role, there is an element of resilience that we all need. Often we think that some people just have a bucket load of resilience innately. And sure, some people seem to be much more resilient than others, but I also believe that it's a muscle that you can build. And the more resilience you have, I believe the more empowered you are and the more peaceful your life can be. And I'm talking about inner peace rather than environment. So what I thought I would do is to share some tips in terms of building resilience and to also share an example of where I've had to really dig into my resilience, which is, of course, my cancer journey. And that has presented me with many, many challenges beyond the diagnosis. It's presented me challenges in terms of I've really had to change how I live, how I operate for my work. It's presented me challenges in terms of decisions that I have to make for my well-being, for my energy, and to give myself the best possible opportunity to overcome this challenge. Because There's times and constant times at the moment where I get knocked down, but I choose to get back up again. And there's also been many situations where, yep, I could have blamed someone. I could have justified um, something that's happened that's, you know, not my doing. It's not my fault, but that's not going to help me. The benefit for me is to look for the silver lining, is to look for the opportunity in my challenge. And that has been the catalyst for me writing my book. 
Now that takes a bucket load of resilience as well, (laughs) I can assure you. But it's knowing that you've been through challenges before. It's knowing that you've got through things before that really helps you in times where you're feeling defeated, where you're feeling helpless, where you're feeling that there's really not a solution. And also times when you feel like, I just want to be the victim here. I just want to sit in the puddle that I'm creating on the floor and stay there or not get out of bed and pull a doona up, pretend it's not happening. That's all okay. I believe for a period of time, a short period of time, because it does not help you psychologically. It doesn't help your mindset and it doesn't help you move through it. It keeps you stagnant in the shit. Because <laughs> let's face it, shit happens. And it will keep happening. So the more we can equip ourselves to move through the shit, <laughs> um, the better. So I thought I'd share with you five tips as to how to build your resilience muscle, because we can all do this. We're all very capable of doing it. So the first one I mentioned before, which is about reframing, and I write a lot about this. I write about the topic of resilience a lot in my book, but reframing is such a superpower. It's really assessing how you are looking at a situation and then considering if you can look at it differently. So if you're stuck in the situation and you might not be taking accountability or responsibility or you're looking to blame or justify or you're in total denial of a particular situation, often if you have that that self-awareness where you can sit down with yourself and say, hey, how can I look at this situation differently? Where is the silver lining? Where is the opportunity in this? So if you take COVID as an example, a lot of people use that situation to reflect on how they were living their life and rearrange their priorities. So when we could see that light at the end of the tunnel when we were coming out of COVID, they could operate in a different way and put boundaries around in terms of how they wanted to live so that they didn't necessarily just get back into the same routine that they used to. So reframing is something that we can all do and it certainly builds resilience It can make you feel a whole lot better and it helps you to move forward out and through a challenging situation, no matter how challenging it is. And when I think about, you know, reframing situations and building resilience and showing incredible courage, is I often think about um, the towns in northern New South Wales that have experienced awful, awful floods over the recent years, and I'm talking, you know, they had some pretty big floods within a year or 18 months of each other. And those people showed incredible resilience who vowed to rebuild that town. 
probably knowing it could happen again. So they look at how they can do things differently. I think that's a great example. And one thing I want to say here is there are so many examples of incredible resilience. Some like that where people are sort of moving through natural disasters or some really local where people are just doing what they do, overcoming challenges and moving through them. So they're not short (laughs) in reference if you're wanting to look for them. The second thing is to get support. And I think that's really, really important because often we can't move through things on our own and we're not really designed to do that. Often we need a community around us. And reaching out to someone who can help you when you're going through a challenge is something that can also help you build resilience because that person could offer you some insights that you can adopt for yourself. Often others can see things that you can't. If it's a um, challenge that you've created, often the mind that's created the challenge can't solve the problem. I think that's an Albert Einstein or a Seth Godin quote but um, it can be absolutely true. So getting support around you is so, so important and knowing that you don't have to do it alone and that's something that certainly works for me. Often people can be very reluctant to reach out for help but once you do, you can feel less alone and a whole lot more hopeful. The third thing is to focus on what you can control so important. And one thing I've learned throughout my life is that there is only one person or one thing that you can control, and that is you and you alone. So you can control how you respond to situations. You can control what actions you take, and then you can control whether you survive your challenge or you thrive after you move through it. You might share your learnings. There's a whole, so many lessons when you're moving through a challenge. So focusing on that one thing that you can control, which is you, is very empowering because you can't control your environment, what other people do around you, how others respond. The one person you can control is you. And the more self-awareness you have, the more self-awareness you build, the more it's going to help you. The fourth thing is to uh, manage your well-being. And that's incredibly important in terms of building resilience. So it's really doing things that support you uh, psychologically, support your mindset. So exercise, which probably feels incredibly challenging, is something that I encourage you to do. Exercise, movement, just getting out there and getting fresh air is something that has served me incredibly well through my cancer journey. There are days that I do not feel like stepping outside that door, but I make myself do it. And I am a huge believer in that. It's been proven, but also it just makes you feel so much better change up an environment and you come back with a fresher perspective. And also really asking yourself empowering questions when you are exercising, 
rather than ruminating on what's going on. So exercise is the one thing, journaling, meditating, creating mantras for yourself, getting help, talking to someone, whether that be a friend, a counsellor, a psychologist, but just really looking after your well-being and your mindset. So understanding what works for you because what works for me may not work for you. The fifth thing is, and this sounds a bit counterintuitive, is to take risks because that's the only way you're going to build resilience is to move through the risk-taking, especially if it doesn't pay off for you. So that might be going for a new job or, you know, jumping out into your own business. I mean, they're pretty major things. But it can be taking small risks like speaking up in a meeting or deciding that you are going to, you know, speak in front of an audience. It can be that you're going to, you know, decide to take your uh, driving lesson for the very first time. There's so many things. But taking risks is the only way that you are going to build any sort of resilience because it's taking those risks and then dealing with the outcomes of those, that's what builds resilience. So they're five tips, but it's also knowing that you have come through challenge before If you look back, and there's so many people that I speak to who believe that they're not resilient, but in fact they are. Because if you look back on your life, there's probably many, many, many situations where you have been incredibly resilient. You've come through challenge. I mean, if you haven't gone through a challenge in your life, you're living a pretty blessed life. So no doubt you have come through many challenges. So if you look back and think about how did I get through that? What did I need to get through that? What did I learn from those situations? That's resilience. And when you go through challenges, whether they be big or small, so I know, for example, as I go through my cancer challenge, I have a bucket load of resilience that I can tap into. And that's really comforting. I know I've gone through challenge and so many, so many, and come through it. And I know I can do it again. So that can give you confidence and it can give you hope. Because often when we're facing a challenge and you're maybe feeling like you're in a dark hole and you're not able to see how you can dig yourself out, hope is something that we all need and hope is something that's really motivating so it helps you to move through it. So I look forward to sharing more with you about my upcoming book and I hope that you found this really helpful in terms of, you know, just the really simple things that you can do to build resilience. It's something that more than likely you have, and also something that you can build. And by understanding how you do it, you can help others in terms of building their resilience. 
So by all means, please share this episode with others and um, share it far and wide because I really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't already, I would love you to leave a rating and review for the podcast because it helps me get this out there into more people's ears and I really appreciate feedback. So thank you as always for listening to Leading You and for being a leader of you. Until next time, bye for now.